This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Do you know why I wanted to be a narrator? Anthurium salgarens, a rare aeroid plant that grows huge glossy leaves up to five feet long. My great-grandfather brought one back from his travels to South America. I was fascinated by that plant as a child and learned everything there was to know about it. I won first prize for my presentation on the Salgarans at the ninth grade education fair. The original plant is still alive and thriving in my mother's greenhouse. I'm scared to death of it now. Was that Colin? Seriously? Well, I couldn't see anything, which I guess means it was Colin. Yes, it was Colin. And the other should be right behind him, along with the good plants. Albatross, as soon as the other passes, you take Jesse and hightail it to the D&G wing to get Lenny. Lee, you intercept the good guys and lead them back to 1344. B, sorry. Still not sure how I'm supposed to do this bit. You feed and take care of them. God knows why. They'll follow you. Do not let them give you another shirt. I like the first one. It was warm and soft like a hug. Or Dr. Theo's voice. Standing right here. And then the washing machine went berserk and shredded it. I'll bet it was saving your life. Probably figured out it was an alien life form set on ruining your symmetry. My symmetry? They thought the others were fast. They're taking their sweet time chasing Lord Lunchable. I don't even hear them. <sighs> Perhaps Colin was sending the wrong signal. Leet, what was he saying as he ran past? Uh, mostly, I'm tasty and weak. Maybe they gave up since they can't see him. Uh, they can see him. Who are you talking about? He's invisible. To things with eyes, yeah. But that's not how they see. They follow his scent. I thought for a while they followed heat. Oh, that's how they lost him then. He's English. But I don't think they do. Follow heat, I mean. That makes sense. They don't care if their food is alive or dead, so heat doesn't matter. I like these things less and mm. less every time you open your mouth, Dr. Theo. But your voice... I'm conflicted. I'm not. 
Captain Madeline? Here, Joe. What's up? Have they all passed yet? Colin did, but the plants weren't following him. Isn't Colin with you? Uh, No, ma'am. He should have been there by now. Even at his speed. Oh, dear. What is it, Olivia? Colin's body tag just disappeared off my tracker. Where did you last see him? Oh, level 70. I opened the stairwell door for him, but I don't know if he ever went through it. On it. Did you ever notice the stairs here don't have railings? What are we supposed to do if the gravity shuts off? Now? Really? Colin's in mortal danger. Oh, sorry. You forget. I don't like Colin. The poet Robert Burns said it best. The best laid schemes, o' mice and men, gang after glay. And this is about as a glay as a scheme gets. Colin did make it out of the stairwell, but the other, having taken another route, intercepted him. In desperation, Colin ducked into pod storage bay 779 and from there into a random pod. Oh God, it stinks in here. I guess I should be grateful it's dark. This pod is enormous. I barely fit in mine. And this one has shag carpet and a bar. Whatever for. Hang on. Why the hell do I hear voices? This is the stupidest thing we've ever done. There are no others in this tunnel. And it's the middle of the night. No one's going to find us. Besides, we can't go back to the hotel. Hmm, this world's a good thing. We paid cash, isn't it, really? Ha! Yes, I'd hate to have two mattresses and all those towels show up on my credit card, let alone the shampoo and soaps. I mean, those bloody plants are like goats. Aren't they? How long do you think that hotel room can contain them? Contain them? Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? Oh, I just want to pet you like a puppy. What exactly are we looking for? I don't know. I just heard them talking about this tunnel a lot. At least, I think it's this one. Felonius and company love their cryptic code words. We'll know when we find it. Good lord, what is that smell? Uh, Is there a dead body nearby? Anyone see one? Hmm... Oh, sorry. Ah, It's got me! Be quiet, you idiot. I've got you. What happened to the plan? How did you find me? I mean, I'm invisible. Apparently, being able to track heat traces is part of being... Scottish. Where's the other? It was right behind me. I'm pretty sure it's still in here. Looking. Where was I? Just now. In a pod. Formerly occupied by Lord Clydesdale Richler Randolph. Ugh, who names their child Clydesdale? Horsey people. And that pod is enormous. I swear I heard voices. Can we go? No. Not until it picks up your scent again. What? We have to get back on plan, Colin. I'll stay close behind in case you get into trouble. All right? You will? Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Anything to get that overgrown Mother of the Groon corsage contained. How oddly specific. Albatross, uh, you recently said you had something to say to me. Do you remember? You mean, besides you're an idiot? Now's not the time? Fine. Why don't we just shut it in here? 
it's contained, right? Because this room is full of food. Do you want it to get bigger and stronger? Right. Where is it? I think it's over there. For something so huge, it moves so quietly. Wait. By my feet. Is that a frond? It's here. Go, go, go! You'll follow? You promised? I'm right behind you. Go, go, go! (laughs) Computer! Door! Got it! Seriously, you didn't hear anything. No upper-class English shouting. How oddly specific. Now, I didn't hear anything at all. Ben, do you... Over the pounding of my heart? No! I was sure there was something here. Damn it. Let's go. Glenda and Buck are probably getting antsy at the entrance. What sorts of things did they see about this place? Well, mostly to steer clear of it for now. I got the idea that when their big plan goes down, this tunnel is where it'll happen. Mm, yes, it's strange that no one's guarding it, though. Hmm? That's just it. No one ever is. I thought about setting up camp here, but one night of weird noises and no sleep drove me back to the rough. You spent a night in here? Alone? I'm not sure I was alone the whole night. I was probably dreaming, but I thought I woke up and there was a bucket sitting on the ground. But when I woke up again a little later, it was gone, so I figured it never really was there. A bucket? Yeah. Was there anything in it? I don't know. I don't think I checked. But honestly, I don't remember. Have you always been this brave? And I just didn't notice? I met your mother before the wedding and married you anyway. (laughs) True. We'd best find somewhere to lay low for the day, hadn't we? (laughs) Yes, any good skulking spots nearby? Hmm? (laughs) Uh, To be honest, I do need a... I picked up some brochures in the hotel lobby. Sleeping Bear Campground is just a few minutes away. Hey, Yuza. We gotta move. Suthers is making a lot of noise for a guy gagged and locked up in his own trunk. Someone's gonna hear him soon. I vote campground anywhere but here. Campground? You want me to mix with the sort of people who camp? Sleeping Bear? Let's see if we can't wake him up. Can we stop and get fixins' for smars? I heard this great recipe on Elaine's cooking for the soul. Do you know what bullate means? I do. It means the surface has puckers, or ups and downs, that make it look blistered. The Anthurium salgarense has those. I know things like bullate and phytology and etiolation, which, by the way, may be relevant to this story. Don't tell me narrators are just exposition for radio, and holy crap, I just figured out how to kill them. Oh, I see them. They are coming. Oof, this is so exciting. Olivia, open the door to the D&G wing. On it, you in place? Yep, got a bucket of mold clippings for Lenny to land in. So, did we ever figure out how to get Colin out of there? Crap. He's going to have to do a quick kick turn and get out of there before it grabs him. That's not exactly a plan, is it? Oh, God, here they come. Get ready. Hey, Lenny! Got her! What do I do? I'll get you. Where are you? Look out! I'm over here! Here? Here! Right here! 
can't believe I'm saying this, but... Keep talking. You have to keep shouting so I can find you. <laughs> I'm over here now. Watch out for that pod. Those I can see. If you're going to keep moving, you're going to have to grab something and wave it so I can find you. But then they'll see me. They don't need to see you, you idiot. They can smell you. I thought you could see my heat signature. Is this really the time for a physics lesson? I can see your heat trace, but you keep moving. I need one good stationary pulse of heat so I can find you. Colin, I have something to tell you. Oh, be careful. If you trigger a big emotional response, the plant will be able to detect him too. It already can. I'm imitating your body tag and throwing it around the room. It's not as good as your scent would be, but it's keeping this one guessing. I'm going to tell you something, and then you're going to freeze. Just for a split second. Got it? <laughs> no! It'll get me! I'll get you first. It's fast! I'm faster. Are you sure? Yes! Well, 83%. That's still 35%. No, it isn't! Cullen? Your wife is not dead. What? She's alive and aboard the ship. My God. Gotcha! Door! My God, she's fast. She's Scottish. Stepping on board the Eyes 9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. The crew on Earth were very lucky to have departed when they did, because just as their taillights disappeared around the bend, Thelonious arrived. Armed with a flashlight and a flask, much smaller than the one Southers hauls around, Thelonious heads up the hill to Pluto Springs. And no, I haven't forgotten what I just told you about killing the others, I just uh, don't know what to do about it yet. It'll be easy, he said. Just take a tiny sacrifice once every six months or so to keep him happy, he said. Every six months, my overdressed ass. And this is the third time this week. I'm going to go broke keeping this damn thing in sacrifices. <sighs> oh, holy god of the underground, get rid of wealth, please accept this sacrifice. Didst thou bring a sacrifice worthy to lay at the feet of a god? I tried, but do you have any idea how hard it is to get ambrosia here? I mean the real stuff. 
These idiots think it's fruit salad drowning in sour cream. That sounds okay, actually. Bring me some of each next time. Real mandarin oranges, not the canned stuff. Fine. Shall I pour this on the ground at your feet? I have stood in this spot for over 200 years, guarding the sacred spring and the gateway. From this vantage, I see all. Does that answer my question somehow? Thou suckest at cryptic, puny human. Look, take the ambrosia and tell me what you have to tell me, will you? And you owe me another window. Ah. How else would you have me summon you? Step down from my plinth and fetch you like Bernard sainted by mine enemy? A Saint Bernard is a dog, not the actual saint. It has but one head. You call that a dog? I shall continue to hurl stones at your window until you see fit to equip me with the technology of this modern age. I am not giving you a radio. I talkie you walkie. Or the stones it e'er shall be. It's the middle of the night, Pluto. Why am I here? Others have found the tunnel of the gateway. What? Who? I find that I'm fond of maraschino cherries. I'll bring you a jar tomorrow. Who found the tunnel? And circus peanuts. Are you sure you grew up in Hades and not a 7-Eleven? I wish to taste all the wonders of the world now that I am awake again. Maraschino cherries and circus peanuts are not wonders. Unless you mean I wonder why anyone eats this crap. Who entered my tunnel? That's what she said. You're joking. I have stood here and listened to human banter for two solid centuries. I am allowed to give some of it back. My god. Not even remotely. It was the four. The one with the cane, the one who smells of plants along with her monkey, and the one who I am convinced is the reincarnation of my Persephone. Persephone? Are you talking about the idiot from Minnesota? Called thou my wife an idiot, Felonius? Uh, no, no, my lord, I did not. You really think that's your wife? She might as well leave a trail of pomegranate seeds instead of starlight and jasmine and the faintest touch of maple syrup. My lord. They can't be allowed in that tunnel. You would set limits on my wife, human? She is a goddess. She's from Minnesota. I mean, in this reincarnation, she's in the body of a human, my lord. It could be dangerous for her. Hmm. You should keep her and her little band clear of the tunnels. If the others get a hold of them, you'll have to destroy them. Destroy the plants I'm sworn to protect? Never! Do you have any idea what my mother-in-law would do to me if I killed a bunch of plants? If the four return, I will steer them away. You won't let them see you, will you? 
I mean moving. No, shrill little bug in a human suit. I shall not let them know I am awake. Go find me some mead. Also, some frankincense. I want to know what all the shouting is about. Don't look at me, I got nothing. Just, you know, the answer and no way to tell anyone. <sighs> Damn fourth wall. You, you saved me. You are a passenger aboard the Oz-9. I'm the Oz-9's protector assassin. It wasn't exactly a huge moral dilemma. Is anything broken, burnt, bitten, or otherwise compromised? Not at all. I'm fine. Um, I'm completely unharmed. Hmm. Then perhaps you'll get off me so I can stand up? Oh, of course. I think I might just go lie down. Greg, could I trouble you for a lift to my bunk? You betcha. You're a little fella. Let me help you. Thank you, Leet. I'm a bit unsteady at the moment. You're a hero, Colin. Much as I hate to agree, that thing's locked up tight thanks to you. That was one of the most amazing displays of bravery I've ever seen. You have done well, my boy. I believe you have saved us all. Really? Well, for now, anyway. You couldn't let me have just one minute, could you? <laughs> Life aboard the Oz-9, I guess. You got a good hold, Colin? I do. Uh, thank you. That was some quick thinking, Albatross. Telling him his wife was alive and on board. Pfft. What made you think of that? Finding her in Pod Bay 3, when I thought I was looking for Colin. She's here. Alive. Or was a day or two ago when I last checked on her. Pod Bay 3, did you say? How did you find that? Between Pod Bays 2 and 4, I reckon. It's not between 2 and 4. You have to wriggle through one of the smuggling holes to find three. And get past the whirling blades and the big bolts that chew out from the walls. You were committed. The whirling blades are at a constant rate. That's easy enough to bypass. And each of the bolts follows its own Fibonacci sequence, starting with the numbers one, two, and three respectively. It's just a lot of counting. Are we talking about lunch or something? Hmm. Explain it to her later. Bollocks to that. I may be eternal, but even I won't live long enough for that. But it is true. She is alive. Yes. But why would she be on this ship? And Colin doesn't know about it. Wait. Didn't Jessie tell me she fell 10,000 feet with a backpack full of sandwiches? How could she possibly have survived? Even more to the point, does she still have the sandwiches? Really? I'm hungry. I could eat. I made some fresh bread, this morning. What? When? When did you have time? It's been through three full risings, so this batch might actually be soft enough to chew without the meat tenderizer. Three? When did you have time to punch it down between rises? It might be time to tell Dr. Theo about being... Scottish. Sc I do not understand you people. When well, this is them on a good day. <laughs> I'm just saying. One of the wild boar keeled over this morning. What do you think? Shall we risk it? Aim game. So is the boar. Did you just make a joke? <laughs> I did. Shall I explain to you how it's done? Oh, now she's a comedian. 
in pod bay three. Thank you, compute. Olivia. You're welcome. She's beautiful, isn't she? She is. Do you want me to wake her up? I don't know. Can I just sit here a while? Of course. See that switch over there on the wall? I do. Push it and you've got three minutes to get back to the smuggling hold. Be quick, because the blades and bolts start again in 180 seconds. All right. Three minutes. I'll just lock your bunk, in case anyone goes looking. Thank you. My God, Glenda, I never thought I'd see you again. I was finally able to let you go. A little at last, and now here you are. What are you doing here? What are you doing alive? I can't wrap my head around seeing you just there. I could touch you. All I have to do is ask Olivia to wake you, and we could be together, happy. Remember when we were happy? Well, I was anyway. But you wanted a new life without me, I guess. Because perhaps I should let you have it. Should I? What is this room? Who are these people? <laughs> oh my. Mrs. Southers and her Bichon Freeze. Wait. Wiggy? What the hell are you doing in here? And where the hell are you? Uh, hello, Mom. It's me. Could you do me a favor? Could you just check and make sure the Anthurium Salgarance is still in the greenhouse? Oh, uh, call me back, okay? But Mom... Uh, take a knife or an axe out there with you, okay? Just in case. I know I know it's in the middle of the afternoon. Just, I gotta go. Call me back. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. So now statues turn into gods, dead women turn up alive and in space, and I have a solution that will work, but no way to communicate it. Do you suppose Sir David Attenborough ever saw a cheetah about to take down an antelope and handed the antelope a gun? You've been listening to June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross and Glenda, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse and Donna, Eric Perry as Joe and Dr. Von Habesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet, Kevin Hall as Greg and Felonius, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Buck, Aaron Clark as Ben, Erie Alexander as Julie, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, Introducing Lee Shackelford as Pluto, and I'm Richard Nadolny, your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Remember, if you enjoy the show, you can support us on Patreon. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs> Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us.
us about the new expansion. Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot-toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out, it's the Four Spurs Pantry! Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now. <laughs>